Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in pro wrestling fans here on the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. And my goodness, what a show do we have lined up for you today. I mean, this was going to be pretty easy, right? Mark Henry coming off one of the greatest episodes of SmackDown in recent memory. NXT invades. Mark, tell him about it. The excitement level has never been higher. That's Ryan McKinnell. I'm Mark Henry. And listen, guys, if you missed it, Go back and watch SmackDown. It was the most historic SmackDown that I've seen in a decade. And how did SmackDown end, Mark Henry? It ended with the man himself, Adam Cole, stepping on the seat, making his main roster debut, taking the bull by the horns and going out and beating the one and only Daniel Bryan in the main event. What? Not only did he beat him, But he beat him one, two, three, right in the middle of the ring. And we'll hear about it on the podcast. We got that to talk about as well as Brock Lesnar quitting and going to Raw. And as we talk about people coming up and taking those brass rings, Mark Henry, Tommaso Ciampa going head to head with The Miz. I don't think it gets any better than that. When you can talk like Ciampa can talk and you make The Miz stumble on himself, which you'll hear. And I can't wait for everybody to hear what we what we listen to, and that is microphone dominance by Chomp. Microphone dominance, all that and plenty more here on the Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition here on this weekend. I'm Ryan McKinnell. That's Mark Henry. You're about to hear a special one. Ladies and gentlemen, Uh-oh. we got wrestling Christmas. I got to preach about it. Brock Lesnar, he just quit. And then we had Daniel Bryan and Mr. Adam Cole, baby, show out in a way that you've never seen people show out in wrestling. How long has this been, Ryan, since you saw a show that just made you not want to go to sleep? Yeah. I started texting people that I knew. And I started calling people like, hey, man, are you watching the show? Oh, my. I, I was like, it was like being 13. <laughs> just... now, now I remember what it feels like to be a kid again, to be 13. Man, listen, I, 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 don't, know what to, I don't know what to say, man. This is, it's been a while since I've been speechless. Well, I, talk I know. All, I talk all day long, and that's, I was speechless. I know, uh, I know what I want to say. I mean, we'll get to SmackDown, but I, more more specifically, why did we never get a Mark Henry preacher gimmick? Because clearly that is is over, and you are as perfect for that role. I don't know if it's like we're twenty four hours away from like you know uh, you know Sunday church. I, I don't know. You used to something about the weekend, but preacher Mark Henry, it's got a nice ring to it. You know what, man? I I, I suggested it. And did you? It, oh yeah. And uh, probably about six months later, uh, Reverend Devon came out. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, so they 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 took my gimmick and put it on Devon. Take it back, man. Is that what you're late. doing subconsciously? It's too late. It's <laughs> subconsciously trying to bring back the the preacher gimmick. All right. So, man, listen. You talked about it. You know, like a, like a kid on Christmas morning. That is like. <laughs> 
It's really what it felt like today. I'm I'm trying to like scan my memory banks, and obviously today, fans, this is going to be a SmackDown heavy show. Uh, I can be as critical as the next guy about uh, the main roster, right? And and sometimes the hits and misses on Raw and SmackDown last night is I I have nothing to say other than I can't believe what we saw, Mark Henry. I mean, from start to finish, from pacing to cohesion to excitement to a natural build to what was one of the best main events that I. I can remember in recent memory with Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. Mark, this show had it all. First of all, I got to thank God <laughs> for allowing the whole SmackDown roster to get caught up in Saudi Arabia because without that, we wouldn't have had last night. Woo! Thank you. Oh, my. this is so good. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to now. Hell. Now, listen. You brought up a really friends. <laughs> you brought up a really good kind of line of 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 talking right there, right? Where you say, "I want to thank God for that roster getting stuck over in Saudi Arabia." Listen, it is unfortunate, right? The surround, like, listen, you never want to celebrate someone else's failures or demise or hiccups, whatever you want to, no, whatever you want to no. talk about, right? But, but, Mark. This is something we've talked about before. A off big air. Serena Williams size butt. <laughs> but, 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 thank you. Type, timing is everything in life, right, Mark? Like, yes, I think is. back to like, I think back to like moments in your career, right? Like, what had if this hadn't happened? Well, how would this have happened? And if and if this didn't wow. happen, would this have happened? I, I couldn't help but think about that last night, as the, you know, the NXT roster makes their debut, and and we find out that they don't show up uh, until essentially at the very last minute. Like they had, they cut it as close as you could possibly get in terms of getting that roster to that building in Buffalo last night, and, and my head just kept turning, and I just kept thinking about timing, timing, timing. Timing, timing, Mark. It, it, it's hard to really state what exactly happened yesterday in terms of the WWE universe. Yeah, it could all go back to. to I use air quotes here. No one can see it, right? It could go all back to normal next week. But also, and I and I posted this last night, you know, on Twitter, Mark, that. You know, there is also the chance, like in a perfect world, maybe the way that, that Vince's hand was forced, the fact that the changes were had to be made at the last minute, and the way that this played out without this happening, you know, it is quite possibly this Saturday show looks completely different than it did from last night. And, Mark, I go back to it. Timing is everything. It really feels like, on some level, the wrestling gods intervened last night. Yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly what would have happened. What would have happened is we would be talking about Crown Jewel and mm. all of the things that happened, Crown Jewel, the fallout from Crown Jewel, and what they did on the show to rectify the issues that they had with Crown Jewel, even though Crown Jewel was a successful, entertaining pay-per-view. Right. And I, I, I mean, when I say it was entertaining, it was really entertaining from the opening bell uh, with Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar all the way to the finish with The Fiend. It was entertaining as hell. There were a lot of unbelievable things that happened at Crown Jewel. Uh, Natty and Lacey lacing up and being the first two women to perform in a wrestling match in Saudi Arabia long after they're dead. People will talk about that day. It was some, some incredible things that happened. Right. But what are we talking about today? The plane was delayed in Saudi. They didn't arrive in time, so they had to go to Plan B. Oh, man. Plan B was the NXT invasion getting ready for what I think now will be the biggest pay-per-view we have this year other than WrestleMania, and that's Survivor Series. How in the world yeah. did Survivor Series take over Royal Rumble, take over Fastlane, take over every pay-per-view that's coming up and that already happened? This is going to be historical to have NXT, Raw, and SmackDown battling against each other. There's going to be war games. There's gonna, I mean, man, I'm, I'm just, I, I, it's Christmas. This, Chris, this is Christmas morning for wrestling. And Mark, think about how they set it up. 
I mean, we're going to get to individual matches. We're going to get to individual moments. We're going to get to our thoughts uh, through the next three hours. But think about how they set it up. NXT arrives, Mark, and everybody wins right off the bat. So in terms of intrigue, in terms of if you're sitting there trying to you know, pontificate and try to figure out what Vincent Creative and everyone's going to try to do with this, I mean, now you Big don't word. know. Well, right. But right, but you don't know. You have right off the bat. Nobody you've been has a clue. Right. You've been Nobody swerved. has a clue. Yep. We're all right now sitting here like, what's going to happen? <laughs> we that, all that, think we. That's the best feeling. I, I'm telling you, that's, the, I'm, that's Christmas. Yep. You don't know what's in that box. I mean, you can you speculate. Well, I, I asked Santa for, you know, <laughs> some Heelys and I asked Santa for a skateboard and, you know, some new video games and, you know, candy. And yeah, I still ask for candy. Um, <laughs> cookies too. All kind of all kind of gifts that you that you. But last night, we did we approached the show with no expectation, no idea of what or who was going right. to be on that show, and then Brock Lesnar says, "I quit." Oh yeah, you you done? You walking out? And there's Triple H and Adam Cole. <laughs> you go, oh, oh, wait a minute. And, and and that was the beginning. And it got dramatically better from there. Yeah, it set oh the table. Gosh. Yeah, it set the what table. A, that what, was what it. A, yeah, a great table setter. Absolutely. And the, and it was it was the callbacks, right? It was the little things. It was the the nuance of it all. It just played really, really well. And we're going to get into that uh, and plenty more as we get into the details of SmackDown and what we liked. I would say what we didn't like, but I can't think of one thing I didn't like about last night. It was about as perfectly done uh, as you can possibly that do it a show. Ended. And again, huh? <laughs> that it ended. That's what was bad. Right, the show go. went off. <laughs> the fact that the well, you talk about that. <laughs> Let's think about this, Mark Henry, because you say that's the bad thing that it ended. I, I don't know when the last time in that feeling that I had something like that where I was like, I can't wait to watch Monday Night Raw. I can't wait to see the storyline continue. Like this is why we are pro wrestling fans, Mark Henry. This is yep. why we love this business is to wake up and feel things like this, even if it's a week or a couple weeks or a month or a couple whatever. It, it's it's the it's the coming back to it and the reminding, like, oh my God, when this business is done right and. And, and when the stars align, there is few things better than a great pro wrestling show. And, Mark, I want to ask you this because we're going to be talking a lot about these NXT call-ups and, and these moments that each one from Bianca Belair to Keith Lee to Adam Cole and the list goes on from the excitement level, right? But, Mark, let's think about this, okay? This, by, by reports, right, this roster, this roster, what they did last night, this is a this is a uh, a tweet from John Pollock up there in Canada. He said he was told that the NXT charter didn't land until 7:55 and that they had a police escort to get them to the building. One person I spoke with added they could not have cut it any closer to getting everyone in place in the third segment when Shayna Baszler made her appearance. Okay, Mark, I'm just trying to contextualize the scene. If you're an NXT wrestler, if you're Tommaso Ciampa, if you're Adam Cole, if you're Shayna Baszler, take your pick. They woke up this morning. I don't think they knew, or at least they didn't know how it was going to play out because of everything that happened in Saudi Arabia and the delayed plane. And we talk about timing, right? They made, Mark, their main roster debuts on late notice on freaking Fox. And not only that, uh, context aside, they did it and they blew the doors off the building. I mean, you want to talk about moments? You want to talk about being ready to shine? You want to talk about being ready to step up and take those brass rings and take the ball when it's handed to you? Mark, I mean, you can speak on this better than anyone. What these young men and women did last night, I I mean, it's going to stand out to me forever. Listen, I've always said that you have to be overprepared. You can't just be prepared. And this is from Rip Rogers. And I, I, I'm going to drop an F-bomb. Rip philosophy is, hey, fatty, you can't just be prepared. You got to be over-fucking-prepared. That's Rip Rogers. Be over-prepared. Have so many things in your arsenal, so many different styles, so many different outfits that you can go out there. As he's wearing blue, oh, never mind. I don't have to wear blue. I got red in my bag. I got yellow in my bag. I got black in my bag. Whatever. 
be prepared for whatever situation. And that is what they're training those guys down there at NXT to be prepared. I, I was always worried about the the whole war deal with AEW. They, they're prepared and they have a bunch of people that people just don't know about yet. Right. And and we talked about how safe the future of the wrestling business is. In five years, very likely, there will be probably half of the Raw and SmackDown rosters that will not be there. That's just the way it is. Time, it man, look, Father Time is undefeated. I've said it all. I've said it before. Jesus is the only one that never lost. So everybody's going to lose. Everybody's going to go away. But NXT proved that they got the future locked up. They'll be fine. I, and, and that's that's and, and you know what? Spawning off of that, did you see the fans? Did you see the fans last night? Everybody was talking about, well, I don't, I don't know. Um, NXT, they, they're in a smaller arena in, in <laughs> Orlando, and <laughs> I don't know if they can command the big crowd. Bullshit. Last night, they commanded that crowd. Yep. That crowd reacted every time they saw somebody from the NXT brand. From Adam Cole in the main event, walking to the ring, and then popping. I mean, just they're saying all his chants. And then from Rhea Ripley coming out and them doing that little thing. And then... How about the bro man. chance with Matt Riddle? As soon as he hit Matt the Riddle. Riddle. Right? Bro. Just bro. 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 Like, man, I'm, I'm telling They were ready. No, it was That awesome. crowd was ready for the NXT people. And they didn't know that the NXT people were going to be there because the NXT people didn't know they were going to be there. <laughs> like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. When you talk about massive wins in the, just for this year, for the hit, the last 10 years, however you want to put it, right? Adam Cole going out there and beating Daniel Bryan in the main event on Fox National TV on a Friday night. Mark, it, it just, I don't, I don't, it doesn't get much bigger. No, it don't get bigger than that. You, that's like saying, oh my gosh, Randy Orton got beat by somebody from NXT. Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, it, that was the biggest, biggest moment of NXT. They've had pay-per-views. We were in Canada, and we watched one of the most awesome pay-per-views that probably ever seen in SummerSlam at TakeOver, watching NXT. Pales in comparison, the entire show, to one match. The, the significance in the win superseded the fact that this was not even going to happen yesterday. Yesterday, as of yesterday, this it, <laughs> was, it wasn't even going to happen. And it did. It was, man, I'm, I'm, listen, when I say that it's been probably three to five years, I might be even, I might even be, remiss in saying that it might have been 10 years since I saw a SmackDown that exciting. I'm with you. I can't think of one. And no. maybe the maybe the, the the nation could call in and go, hey man, um no, there was one with Steve Austin and the Rock. Right, right. But you're gonna have to go back mm -hmm. to find a show that was more exciting than last night. Well, you, you brought up a interesting, and we'll, we'll continue the Colin and Brian conversation. Obviously, this kind of does center around this, but you said it, the biggest NXT moment. You, Mark, you're not wrong. What we saw last night, and we've all been fans of NXT. I mean, you work at NXT. Yeah. You, you know a lot of these kids, these young adults, right? We What we saw last night, not even, not even 12 hours ago, we saw the biggest moment in NXT history, and it came with, I'm, I'm trying to think of, 
like a better person to carry that torch and, and a better person to, for it to come against. Like that match, to have that as the main event, right? Adam Cole, a guy who I would call, you know, I mean, he's definitely his own man. I'm not trying to pigeonhole him, but uh, you could call him a 2019 HBK, right? Meeting a Daniel yeah. Bryan in the main event of a SmackDown, when you look at the ROH championship lineage history of those two, you look at, you know, their, their styles of wrestling, you look at their fan bases. It just felt like if Adam Cole was going to do this and it was going to be that night and he had to beat a WWE legend, the the, the fact that it all happened in this way, it, Mark, it just felt perfect to me. It felt like poetry. I know I sound like a crazy Mark right now, but I, I mean, you know what? I am. I feel that way today, 12 hours removed. Right? Literally right? and figuratively. So could there have been a better person for Adam Cole to have that moment with? I don't think so. I can't think of nobody right now that you can say, hey, put Adam Cole in there with this guy, and they're going to steal it, and it's going to get over in a way that we haven't seen NXT. I can't think. I mean, I love AJ Styles in that same mold. Yeah. I think that if you have AJ Styles, then you have OC involved. It was more impactful that it be him in a singles match against a singles wrestler, and that guy was Daniel Bryan, and there was there's nobody else um, remotely close that's completely single that you can get that kind of match out of. And equal in size, Daniel's a little yeah. bit heavier, but it was just really balanced. And man, I I feel like we all won from um, what we saw last night. Well, let's talk about the match itself. Let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit, Mark Henry. The fact that. Yeah, I'm sure Daniel Bryan wanted to do that. I'm sure it was in his heart. I'm sure he he loved the idea of having that match. But but just think about the context of it all. Everything that Bryan's worked for, you know, his spot in the company to go out there and, and clean Mark to, to 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 have that match and to lose clean and to essentially put Adam Cole over in that way. Doesn't that just like speak volumes about the person that Daniel Bryan is and how much he loves this business? Of course, Daniel Bryan is. A- uh, one of our best talents and one of our guys that realized that he's Teflon. And and it was like important it. for him to be able to go out there and make Adam Cole a bigger star than he already is. And you can't say that Daniel Bryan did it himself. Adam Cole played a major role in that. I mean, it was two starring actors. There was no co-star. Like two, I mean, bona fide champions went in against each other. They both garnered the attention of the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. Like they they were equals last night, and Adam Cole came out on top. And, um, of course, he owes Daniel a, a great debt of thanks. But they did that. It wasn't a he did it. It was a they. I like it. Now, you said something really interesting in there. You said uh, it's going to make Adam Cole a bigger star than he already is, and I and I don't disagree with you, so let's get into that thought. What does a victory, <laughs> and this is crazy because I can't believe I'm saying it, right? Like The words come out of my mouth, and I, 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 just, I can't believe it's reality we're living. What does a victory over Daniel Bryan mean for Adam Cole going forward? It means that if they, they're going to have this again. <laughs> If Thank there's God. a triple threat, what, what if what if Daniel Bryan was champion and Adam Cole was champion, and maybe a Finn Balor comes in and you have a triple threat? Oh man! <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh man! You the see possibilities. You see, you're putting, you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> there's man. so many options of things that you can do. You can have the rematch. Daniel Bryan could very easily say, you know what? You got the best of me. But let's see if you could do that again, and they do it on NXT. Now what do you think is going to happen? Who mm. wants to be the biggest star on, on, on NXT? Finn. Finn will come down and, and ruin it. 
and Daniel win by disqualification probably. But there's the options of so much. And that was based off of one match. And that match, mind you, was really important. But still, it was one match. And we have the option of having five or six different variations of that match. It could be a one stand, one, one man standing, last man standing. It could be a three falls. I mean, like, think about the options. Yeah. It could well, be a ladder plenty. match. Can you imagine oh. a ladder match between Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole? Think about no, the I possibilities. Can't, <laughs> I can't. Am I blowing your mind right now? Oh, man. Am I blowing your mind? Well, that's like, what makes this, this so great, right? Oh, man. Right now, I, I know that there's nobody in the business happier than Triple H and Shawn Michaels. They both, Shawn Michaels has his fingerprints on both guys. He trained Daniel Bryan. Yep. He has trained and helped Adam Cole. Like, who who do you side with? And Triple H knows the significance of Shawn Michaels. And not to mention that they're they're partners. They're they're down there's nobody I don't think that Triple H cares about their opinion more about NXT than Shawn Michaels' opinion yeah. down there at NXT. So who do you side with? Shawn Michaels gonna have to pick a side. You can't tread the fence in this situation. You can't. And you can't say, oh, this is my favorite kid. Who says that? There's no such thing as, oh, this is my favorite kid. No, no one ever says it out loud. <laughs> out loud. Out loud. Yeah, out loud. No one ever says it out loud. Hey, let me ask you a question because, you know, we're, we're, as we're talking about all this and, and the excitement that we're feeling, listen, I can't help but – there is this worry, right? There is this thing nagging at the back of my head and the back of my brain, and it is this thought. This doesn't happen if the flight doesn't have the mechanical issues in Saudi Arabia, right? Like, if there aren't those problems in Saudi Arabia, we might not get this night. Now, when Vince returns stateside and he is able to kind of digest this and see the excitement, you know, I think top of the five of the top 20 trends last night on Friday night on Twitter were NXT wrestlers. Right. That's worldwide. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't like, you know, focus trending. This is actual trending. I mean, when you think about the excitement that this generated, Mark, I guess what I'm getting at is I have this fear that it it was a one off, that this was a filler, that 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 these stories, maybe they don't get the continuation that we want. How worried should I be about that? You shouldn't. You shouldn't at all, because a one off is something that, you know what, they were out of town. They came to the rescue, and they filled the spot. It was all right. No. This felt different. It was different. It was spectacular. It was something that we hadn't seen before. Not only was it something that we hadn't seen before, but the energy. You look at just backstage. Think about the backstage stuff. Okay, I'm going to point out three. First thing you see, Adam Cole and Triple H standing there like, Okay, let's go do this. And the crowd went nuts when they saw Adam Cole and Triple H because they knew that NXT was in the building. Right. Then you fast forward and you see Sami Zayn talking noise, who I love Sami Zayn. Which which is an outstanding piece of yeah, entertainment I mean, he's right just there. Talking big trash. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Bro, bro, bro. And Keith Lee <laughs> walk up. The original bro walks up with Keith Lee. And they, he, he you know, oh, guys, hey. You know what? No, I was just kidding. I mean, look, I have your shirt. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you know what? I thought I had on your shirt. Yeah, y'all go ahead and talk. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> and they follow him. They stalk him. They did a shot that they haven't done. That. <clears throat> Excuse me. They haven't done that shot. They may have done it at NXT, but they haven't done that travel shot from a stationary uh, interview to a walkout with a cameras in front of them. I haven't right. seen it. It was new. And then 
you have Bianca Belair in the back giving the kind of energy that I haven't seen in the women's division on Raw SmackDown in a while. Even with the cream crop, cream of the crop in our women's division. You tell me if I'm wrong. A backstage, three backstage segments that had the crowd going nuts. Ooh, it's been that's a great point. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you when the last time I saw it, The Rock was wrestling. That's how long ago it was that you saw an exciting backstage where the backstage was like the crowd is chanting and they're they're in the back. They're not even in the ring. Man. Last night was special, man. That was lightning striking. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I thought they were just filling time with Paul Heyman. That was not the case. Uh, Heyman coming out and absolutely crushing another great moment in WWE history. And listen, we get that bombshell news, Mark Henry, that Mark, excuse me, that Brock Lesnar has quit SmackDown and he is taking, well, I don't know, he's taking his talents. He's taking his warpath. He's taking his violence. He's taking everything to Monday Night Raw. Uh, I, that gives you a pretty good reason to tune in on Monday night. <laughs> Godly, I mean, what do you think about uh, Brock standing there with that smirk on his face? And then he had like, he almost like crossed his arms. Like, why am I here? This, and, and his body language was telling me exactly what Paul was saying. They, for, for somebody that's not talking, Brock communicates really well with his body language. And, I was 100% sold to hear what Paul was saying about what he about what he said about Brock, about what he said about quitting and going to Raw. Um, I didn't know you could do that. Like, if you get drafted, <laughs> it's like if you know. Well, I don't think you can, Mark. I think uh, it's. I think it's. Ex- be- I think it's. A, it's extenuating circumstances, right? Brock Lesnar does whatever Brock Lesnar wants to do. Oh man, I don't, I don't know what, how they're gonna work this out. This is gonna be some, this is gonna be some trouble. It's gonna be well, that's trouble. the idea, right? Brock Brock Lesnar brings trouble. You know what? I not only do I think that it's gonna be trouble, I think that is there's gonna be some legal ramifications. You know, like you have to say, "Well, I'll sue you for your contract because well, you you belong. We drafted you. We put our time. We could have drafted somebody else." But we didn't. So, you know, we have to see. Well, I think you're spot on with that, right? You don't even need to read between the lines. Heyman talked well, why, about it. How can you just say I'm going right. well, go to quit? I'm going to go to the – you might as well say I'm quitting and I'm going to AEW. <laughs> I quit. I'm going to NXT. All right. Like, why? How can you do that? Well, Heyman said it, right? When he was he talking to the was, crowd. But he, well, he said, he, he said, I'm, no, I mean, what, what, what I'm saying is he challenged the networks, right? He challenged the WWE. He challenged Fox. He challenged USA. He's like, I don't care what you want. Brock Lesnar doesn't care what you want. We're going to do what you want to do. And you want to tie it up with litigation. As Heyman said, my people yeah. invented litigation. I mean, for, I, I, I could talk. I could talk a whole hour about Paul Heyman. We don't need to get into that. But just the fact that I think he addressed it, I think he's aware that legal ramifications be coming down the pipeline. And it sounds oh, like him coming. and Lesnar. And it, well, it sounds like him and Lesnar are ready for it. Well, I, I tell you what. If I was the uh, the owner, and I was responsible for that brand, and I drafted you with my first pick. And now all of a sudden you're, I don't want to be here. I want to go play for the Patriots. Well, <laughs> bullshit. I'm sending you to Miami. You're not going where you want to go. I call the shots because I'm the one that owns and holds the contract. 
He can't just go and that's that's not the way it works. Uh, but Mark, we've talked about this. There is the feeling or there is this idea in some circles that Brock Lesnar is bigger than the WWE and he can do what he wants and the and the WWE will bow and acquiesce. Oh, so you're saying he's demands. flexing his muscles? If the way it feels, doesn't it feel that way to you? I guess Testing, you're right. Testing the waters, Mark Henry, seeing how much he can get away with, which as we talk about what makes it exciting, what makes it interesting, what happens when they bite back, right? What happens when WWE has had enough of being held hostage? What happens Mm -hmm. when the networks are sick and tired of being told what to do by a guy who isn't around as much as some people think he should be? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm the the next best guy on that roster, you know what? Matter of fact, I don't even have to be next best. I could be the 20th guy. Then I'm going to say, well, I want to go to Raw. Brock did it. And then what? Dangerous precedent. So you, you can't let Brock do what Brock wants to do. Yeah. If you do, you set a precedent that's not good for the entire league or the entire brand. That's just the way it is. And the whole tie you up in litigation forever hurts everybody because that means that when you're in the legal process, you're not wrestling. You're not on TV. You're away while they figure it out. And maybe that's what the next course of action is. But I hope not because I've enjoyed watching Brock at all the pay-per-views and, at, and seeing him on at least two or three Raws a month or two or three SmackDowns a month. Like, right. we're going to be deprived of Brock Lesnar if there's litigation. Yeah, well, maybe we see more. because Well, I don't know how this is going to, like you said, if there is litigation, if the networks do get involved, that's an entirely different, I guess, part of this story. But uh, the way it's looking right now, at least in terms of animosity, in terms of venom, in terms of revenge... It looks by all accounts, Mark Henry, that Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar are on a collision course for something in the near future. Obviously, there is the uh, issue of Dominic and the assault on Dominic. But w- when you look at these two in terms of, you know, narrative, in terms of a potential history, in terms of, of you know, animosity, when you look at Ray and Brock, w- what do you think about this potential feud that we're, we're, we're clearly on the cusp of? Uh... Yeah, man, that, that's that's a tough question. Um, I think that going back to the whole litigation thing, yeah, um, I'd like to see Dominic press charges. He's not a wrestler. That's true. I, I mean, that's a hell of a story that could be told. But I would want to see Fox say, no, we drafted you. And USA go, well, we'll welcome Brock over on our brand. And maybe there's a trade that's that's going to happen. There's there's multiple options, but I think that the, the the number one angle right now is to have Fox and USA go against each other, because what does that do? That brings eyeballs on both brands. Sure. And if you want to have attention brought to you, end up on TMZ. <laughs> end up on entertainment tonight, end up on every show that's connected with Fox and USA as brands. Now you got mass media and mass marketing all over the world about who you are as companies. That's a great point. So the WWE is doing a great job of giving both of those companies the shine that they all want for all their other shows. Because you, I'm gonna tell you right now, when they started talking, when they start talking about SmackDown and Fox, yeah. what are they gonna do? They're gonna preface it with, "Well, we have a show called Backstage on Fox Sports One. We're gonna, we have this show, we have that show, we have NFL on Fox, and then USA is gonna start talking about their flagship brands. So it's a commercial for them. They don't mind the litigation. It's a good commercial space for them. 
when they when they eventually, if this does happen, if Rey Mysterio does uh, get his shot at revenge against Brock Lesnar, Mark, I'm curious what type of, I mean, we kind of know from what we've seen from Lesnar, you know, in the last few years, he's definitely been on a tear. He's a tough man to beat. Uh, Rey Mysterio was always going to be a gut, went up against it when you talk about size, when you talk, it's always been, it's right. been the story of Rey's career, right? But specifically, Brock Lesnar is an entirely different uh, monster slash beast. I didn't want to be too obvious there. So, but when you do, when you look at this this mountain that lays in front of uh, Rey Mysterio, what type of what type of trouble is Rey in for when he when he faces off against Brock Lesnar? There, there's too many things that that Rey can't overcome. I, the talent that Brock has, the youth that Brock has, the size that Brock has, and the number one thing, Ray is not 100%. He's hurt. So I don't think this plays well for Ray unless it's like that uh, that old wily veteran says, you got to do whatever it takes right. to put that person down. If it's grabbing a, hand, a, a stack of quarters and punching them, if it's hitting them with some brass knuckles, if it's taking a chair, a bat, a kendo stick, or whatever it is, Ray is going to have to do that because he, his, he's he's an older wrestler. His skills are not what they once was, and he's distracted. He's distracted with his son being injured. He's distracted with the fact that Cain Velasquez just got beat by Brock Lesnar. That was his enforcer. And that was his enforcer. So what, right. you know, Doc Huck, Doc, Doc, uh, Doc Holliday said, I'll be your Huckleberry, but Doc Holliday right. won. <laughs> he won when he stepped up. Kane yeah. didn't. So the question is, is what is Kane going to do going forward as it relates to Brock Lesnar over Ray Mysterio? Because that's, Kane is in his peak. Well, I imagine. And he's got he's got Rey yeah. Mysterio at his back, so it's really two against one in that equation. But if if it's Rey Mysterio versus Brock, and Brock just says, you know, I'm not looking for a match with Rey Mysterio, I just want to kick his ass because he beat me with a chair. Then maybe they get the retribution and it's over. But you know what? I, I don't know. I'm confused about the whole. Who is the one that's really at question here? Brock beat Kane, but right. he said Paul said that he wanted to show up on Raw and have his business with Rey Mysterio, right? Right. What is there to gain except for pride, revenge, right? And revenge. Yeah, revenge. Now speaking so, uh, of revenge, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to I just want to see how it plays out because the way that I look at it, the actual more important thing is what him and Kane has got, not right. what him and Ray has got. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's no way that uh, that's what was going to lead me into. I just don't buy for one second. I mean, I know Cade Velasquez. You know, I mean, I've spoken to him many times. I mean, there's you know, say how whatever you want about that debut. Whether point being that didn't sit well with Kane Velasquez, right? No, like it didn't. there's no you know way. It no, there's no way that his debut, right, in WWE was sub three minutes. You know, he wants to prove a point. He wants to prove a point that he can hang with Brock Lesnar, that he can give you the match. I'm talking to you, the WWE universe, right? He, I would imagine he wants to give them the match that, that he knows that he can put on and, 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 and kind of continue this, this rivalry. I guess the question is, Mark Henry, do we let it burn? Is there a marinade on it, right? Is there a slow burn? Do you swing back around on it, or do you build off the storyline that is so clearly happening? Because I, I'm with you, Mark. I'm kind of I'm in the dark as to what exactly is going to happen with with Cain Velasquez, and that's probably exactly what the WWE wants. That's exactly what they want. They want <laughs> us to have this conversation. Right. They want us to banter back and forth of what's more important. They want us to go and talk about uh, is Dominic going to sue the company for mm -hmm. being allowed or Brock Lesnar to be allowed to to beat him and they have all the evidence they need <laughs> so i mean it's 
it's, it's multiple options, and that's that's what you want in entertainment. We we talk about getting bored or being uh, sure. stuff being forced down our throat. Now we have versatility, and I want to see what Kane is going to do and step up and say no. You can you can want to beat up Ray Mysterio all you want to. But won't in one hand and pee in the other and see which one fills up first. <laughs> now, Mark, I'm not gonna let you beat up Ray Mysterio. You know he's injured. You hurt his son. I'm the one that you really want, and I think I want you more than you want me. Like I, I, that's that's where we are. I don't think there's any way that on Monday Night Raw, the security in that building, like, everyone's going to be ready for Brock Lesnar, right? Now, being yes. ready for Brock Lesnar and actually dealing with Brock Lesnar, I guess those are two totally different scenarios, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's easy to say one thing, and then when you're actually confronted with that <laughs> that situation. Yeah. You better yeah, not so. have top flight security. You better have some <laughs> real security in the building because Brock will throw their ass around like nobody's business. They need cops, the National Guard, <laughs> the Merchant Marines, something. You ain't nothing like cops. You see on TV, we something like them. We something like them. No, you're not. Top flight security of the world, Craig. Hey, speaking of Friday, listen, man, this just came down within the last 48 hours. I don't know if you and LaGreca talked about it on Friday, but the passing of Pops, man, John Witherspoon, the man, the father of not. the Friday series, you know, boondocks. Um, I mean, he goes back. I mean, Barnaby, like he goes back to a, he spans generations, Mark Henry. So as yeah. you kind of brought up, you know, Friday, I just wanted to give you a quick second to speak on Witherspoon and what he meant to the, you know, the movie community. But more specifically, I mean, what he meant to the black community. I saw a friend post on on Twitter that, you know, he was like a father to a lot of people that, you know, he spoke to. Remember that scene in Friday when when yeah. Ice Cube, he pulls out the gun at the end of the movie and and and, and John Witherspoon's. Exactly. I mean, John Witherspoon meant so much to so many people, Mark Henry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that was that was one of the things that I was going to say is John Witherspoon meant a lot to not only the black community, but the comedic community. Uh, as, as it relates to the black community, there was a lot of black-on-black -black violence at the time that Friday came out and the original Friday came out. And he was setting the message that black people have got to stop fighting each other. And yeah. uh, I think he had a lot of success in the fact that he, he spoke about put the guns down. And, you know, it's like the old days when you had a disagreement, you had a fight, and you used these. And he put his both his fists up. And he said, you could take a whooping and you can get up and shake that man's hand, but you lived. And he was preaching. He was talking to you from a, a comedic standpoint. But at that moment, the comedy stopped. Yep. And the lesson and the teaching started. And he'll always be credited with um, having an influence on the black community as well as uh, being a, an activist as well as a comedian. And we know that a lot of our comedians have been activists. Uh, when you speak about Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor and Dick Gregory and uh, the Red Fox and the list goes on, um, I, I really do appreciate him and I'm going to miss him. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. I kind of got to eat crow here. I, about five, six years ago, now, no one would know this because, well, I wasn't on Busted Open and you guys weren't following me on Twitter and, yeah, I probably wouldn't even have said anything. But when Tommaso Ciampa was in ROH and he was just starting off and he maybe didn't have the body that he has now and he had that in Mohawk, I didn't fully believe in Tommaso Ciampa. I didn't know if he could be the guy. I didn't know if he could be the type of guy that could generate emotion and could really be the future of the business in a lot of ways. And I'll tell you what, I... Obviously, I'm wrong, Mark Henry. We saw it last night. Tommaso Ciampa, again, let's set this up. The NXT roster arrived at 7.55, according to reports. Uh, truly, at the last minute for Shayna Baszler to uh, interrupt that match or to interrupt that moment with Bailey. 
uh, and Nikki Cross, right? So let's think about that in context. A rushed moment. You didn't know you were going to be doing this. Tommaso Ciampa took the spot of what was supposed to be Mark Henry, Bray Wyatt's spot on Miz TV. Not only does he take the spot, dare I say he probably would have done a better job than anyone could have done. He steps up in the biggest moment of his career, and he hits a freaking home run. Honest to God, Mark, Tommaso Ciampa might have been this— yeah, he might have been the story last night for me. He really, even over Colin Bryan, which was incredible, there was so much incredible stuff to take from last night. Tommaso Ciampa going up and going head-to-head with the freaking Miz on a, what it, what had to be, Mark. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. A, a fairly unscripted promo in terms of how many days, you didn't have much time that you knew this was going to happen. You come up, you dry your armpits off, you shake out your nerves, and you go and you deliver, man. A-plus tip of the cap to Tommaso Ciampa, the Sicilian psychopath. Well, you, you, you hear it all the time on this show. We'll have a situation come up, and Bully and I will just cut a promo of what we think should be said, how it should be said, and in what context. That's being prepared, knowing your audience, knowing your craft, and, and trusting that what you say is going to be pertinent. And Champa is that. I've I've had conversations with him. He you can see his body developing into something different. Mm-hmm. Uh we've been talking about training because he wants to get stronger. So I put him on a gripping program. And he was telling me, man, my grip is so fire right now. And it made me feel good that he's following the program. But as it relates to wrestling, He knows what he's got to do. And he was able to go out there and do it and not have making any apologies for it or, um, well, I didn't have enough time. I just, you know, I just got to the arena. No excuses. Like the dude is talent. And uh, I, I love the fact that he was able to do that because he's one of those people that I actually really respect in the business because of his work ethic. And yeah. to come back from the neck injury, the way that he's come back from that neck injury speaks in volumes in itself. And still, he didn't have any out of shape time. Oh, I got to get myself back in shape. Mm. He never, he never got out of shape. And like, he, he's, he's ready. He was, he was ready a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you talk about being ready. I feel like that's what last night. First of all, you talk about the promo. Right. The fact that it was a little bit of a freestyle and it was late notice. Right. I think that that lends credence to something a lot of us have been saying on this show and around the professional wrestling world for for a long time. Unscripted promos or at least promos where you don't have to follow line for line or, you know, you're just kind of staying on a narrative and trusting your talent. I hope, Mark, that last night that kind they of showed learn. people. Yeah, I, I hope so. Right. Yeah, I hope they learned that yeah. sometimes you just got to trust people to be themselves. You know who else was like that? And nope. and you, it's probably kind of been a long time. You may not remember. There was a guy named Rico Constantino. And Rico, he's, he's a police officer in Las Vegas. And uh, he's on, he, you know, he has some serious illnesses and stuff. And uh, God bless him. If you listen to Rico, uh, more power to you. But Rico, all you had to do was tell Rico the day and the time and what he was talking about, and mm-hmm. he could kill it. He could kill yeah. it. Yeah. And that's what we got out of Ciampa last night. Yeah, not only just out of Ciampa, Mark, but the whole NXT roster, and we talk about being ready to step up. I also hope that you said you said it yourself. In five years, this roster is going to be 50% of what it is today, and the future is in good hands. I really hope. It felt like last night that on some level, I don't know how much of this we see. Of course, we were going to see some of this because NXT was being involved in Survivor Series, right? But the fact yeah. that it, and how it was expedited and the way that these wrestlers and these talent, uh, this talent showed up and, and delivered – 
I really hope it shows the rest of the company and the rest of the professional world something that we've been knowing for years. Like when Owens got signed, right? Or when Sami Zayn got signed. Like we knew they weren't quote unquote developmental talent. They were ready for the big show. It felt like to me last night, it was a collective effort by NXT talent to take that narrative, grab it by the horns, and to not let it go and to say, hey, no, we are ready. We've been ready. And we're going to prove it tonight. We're going to take this timing. We're going to take this moment. We're going to take this opportunity and we're going to make sure that you never ever forget it and 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 what did they do they went in and they have all of us clamoring for more and talking about how they were able to come and steal the business they stole the entire wrestling world last night and i i can't wait my 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 son he he hasn't got to see the show and Ooh. I'm going to – I have it recorded, and I'm going to let him see it. He's going to be blown away. I can't even talk to him, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's You don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But right, I think right. that he might be listening to the show now, so he might be DV, on the DVR now, by now. But well, hopefully. I, I hope he's watching it so he can see it before I get home. So we could talk about it, and um, you know, you you know Jacob, you he's a super fan. He loved wrestling like I love right. wrestling, and uh, I guess he uh, you're welcome. You know, your dad gave you something other than your name, and that is that is why we 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 enjoyed it so much, and why we always try to preface the stories of who we watch wrestling with and we don't have to be in the same room watching wrestling. I know you're watching wrestling at home the same time I am. So there's and feeling a the same stuff. Yeah. And feeling yes. the same things and emotions. Yep. And then, you know, I look forward to being able to talk to you on Saturday mornings about what I saw. I'm the same way with, with Simon Dean or Nova, or Mike Bucci. That's, that's my brother. And, uh, we talk about wrestling business, and we also talk about it as marks. It's just complete fans. Um, I, I just don't know how you can not grab your kid, grab your best friend, grab somebody that you know, and and not watch wrestling. I mean, it's it's the thing that that brings everybody together, no matter what age, creed, sexual orientation. Uh, you you have to be able to understand that wrestling is for everybody. And there's nights like last night, right, Mark, where it's solidified, where you are, where you're reminded of, yo, this is a community that, and I'm involved in this in, in other communities, right? I don't want to say countercultures, but you know, niches. It's not even a niche. Professional wrestling runs side by side Americana and American history, going back seven, eight, nine decades. I mean, you know that as well as anyone, being a, right. a historian and fan, you are Mark Henry. But you know. You, you build an armor, right? You feel a community, like whether it's heavy metal for me or hip hop, like there's a lot of wrestling. There are people that saying this is wrong. This isn't what you know, we stand up for ourselves. And we say, you know, it's not what you think it is. We get defensive about it. And last night you said it right. You, we're all feeling the same emotions because we're all professional wrestling fans. And nights like last night are so great because in the midst of what I think people are living for the first time, at least for a generation, right? These new wars and this competition, and there's a bit more negativity than maybe there was or perceived negativity right, in years right. than in years past, right? Right? So you see last night, Mark Henry, Mark Henry, or excuse me, last night on SmackDown, that's one of those moments where there is no bitching, there is no complaining, there is no negativity. We come back, we do the show, we sit down. It's like even if you want to, you can't because it was what we saw last night was undeniably A-plus professional wrestling. Now, my question to you, Mark Henry, is Uh-oh. What, what happens next? Right, because there is a fear, or, or uh, we kind of talked about this in the first hour, but I do want to follow up on it that everything goes back to normal. Right? How my question is is how, how much? Well, uh, that's my question, right? How much did last night force the hand of the WWE going forward in terms of the way they're going to have to deliver their product? More specifically, the way they're going to deliver their par- product in regards to NXT, Mark Henry. I I think that it don't it, it won't go back. Awesome. Like there's some transcendent things that happen um, where where once it starts, 
it's impossible to stop it from happening. Uh, in the in the world of gymnastics, there was a time when an athletic gymnast that could do all the things that Simone Biles can do, that was not accepted. They wanted grace. They wanted flexibility. They wanted tiny bodies. Um, my wife was a gymnast, so I, I understand that world. And I've, I was a gymnast fan before I met her, uh, a gymnastics fan before I met her. Right. And she would have been a great gymnast now because she was an explosive flipper and uh, could do all of these really athletic things that like Simone Biles can do. Right. Um, that that didn't exist for her during her. You're time. talking about you're talking about eras right now. You're talking about I'm yeah. talking about a, an, an era of gymnastics like it right. just didn't exist. And now here we are in this era of. Simone Biles doing stuff that other people won't even try it. They 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 can't try it. It's it's so <laughs> athletic that only maybe five or six people in the sport can can get those done consistently. And she's the best at it. And some of it she invented. Like how many times do you get to say, "Hey, I invented that move." But this this far into the art. Right, like right. How, how many decades has this been going on? You know, oh for, yeah, God. Bella like, Caroli and all. Yeah, absolutely. So now, that's where we are in wrestling. That's how, where we are with NXT. They are yep. so innovative. They are so exciting. They are so on top of it that you have to use them. You have to let them be them and do what they do well. And just, you know, the guys that uh, unfortunately got caught on a flight that didn't take off in time and get them to work on time, they may be looking to find another spot. And that spot might not be at the top. Wow. So Crazy to think about. It, it is what it is. Well, it is what it is. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.